0: Today's episode of the Creating Cadence podcast is about silence and our senses, and more specifically about the impact that a lack of silence is having on our minds and bodies. Our working styles and current social and physical environments are also waging war on our senses. Hi and welcome to episode 12 of Creating Cadence, a podcast for life and work in motion. I'm your host, Mish Bondizio. If you haven't been following along, here's a bit about me. I'm a writer, business coach, consultant and performance mentor and the founder of Growth Sessions. In a past life, I was a communications consultant and project manager for more than 20 years. The Creating Cadence podcast is an accompaniment to Growth Sessions and supports my mission to help people activate more of their potential, both in themselves and in their businesses. I want to help people to build better work-life cadence, so that they can lead more extraordinary lives in full colour. You can find out more about me and what I do at growthsessions.co. At the time of recording, we're still in the third lockdown in the UK, so you may hear random noises, passing traffic, or my neighbours going about their day. So let's get started on the topic of today's episode silence. There's a 19th century saying, speech is silver but silence is golden. It highlights the value of discretion over eloquence. It suggests that there is power in silence. In my experience, I find this to be true. Opportunities for silence, pauses and quiet moments are what allow me and my clients the space to think more deeply to find those elusive insights we're so often seeking. But what our modern-day scientists and researchers are discovering is that silence is also essential for maintaining our health and well-being and for activating more of our brain power and potential. I have a story to share about my own experience with silence, or the lack of it. Many years ago now, for a time I lived in London, England, and for a year of that time, I lived near Brockwell Park with my then-boyfriend, on a very busy and noisy road. The bus, with the squeaky brakes, used to stop right outside our apartment block at all hours of the day and night, waking us up. Our neighbour upstairs worked odd shifts, and would tramp up the wooden stairs in her noisy clogs at two in the morning, and then stomp around her sitting room for an hour, which was right above our bedroom. I remember being constantly tired, irritated and agitated due to this excess of noise. It created an underlying layer of grating stress in my day-to-day. This was in part because I'm what is known as an HSP, or highly sensitive person. This is a recognised physiological condition that occurs in about 20% of us humans. There are several different characteristics that can be associated with the condition, but basically, being an HSP means that a person has an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to certain physical, emotional, or social stimuli. If an HSP regularly encounters these triggers, this sensitivity can lead to increased stress, anxiety, and even depression. For me, I'm particularly sensitive to bright lights loud or high-pitched noises, the energy of too many people in a confined space, and certain textiles and textures. These things make me agitated. But it doesn't matter whether you're an HSP or not. It's increasingly apparent that our tech-heavy world has become far too wearing on our senses in general. Studies have found that lots of noise in our environment can be linked to elevated cortisol levels, high blood pressure, poor sleep, and heart disease. And the level of noise in our environments has increased radically over the years, as our spaces have become more urbanized and more digitized. Very few places are still naturally silent and sacred. Even in natural surroundings with natural noises that can be soothing to the central nervous system, It's also highly likely that in the background you may hear distant rumbles from a nearby highway or the droning of a plane overhead. And it's not just the big noises such as loud trucks passing by, alarming ambulance sirens and hammering construction work that play a role in elevating our stress. It's also the constant little background noises in our day-to-day that can affect us. The reality is that we are immersed in sound without realising it. I began to notice this more when I started my podcast last year. I discovered that even in what I thought was a quiet room, on playback my microphone was picking up all kinds of oral interference. Our appliances can have a continuous, soft but high-pitched ring. The boiler vibrates when it starts up and creates a hum in the pipes as it heats our rooms in winter. Our TVs, computers and other digital devices have a low-key electrical buzz And they also give off radiation, which affects our energy fields. And our work tools can beep and ding and ping with all of our reminders, notifications, chats and emails. Not to mention that their blue lights also affect our hormone production, contributing to the issues of poor sleep due to lowered serotonin and melatonin, and more stress due to elevated cortisol. These health issues in turn impact on our ability to concentrate and to communicate well which then affects our relationships and our work performance. So this continuous assault on our senses can have a knock-on effect on our well-being and productivity. Supporting our health and performance isn't just about reducing the noise to reduce our stress. In an article for Nautilus from 2016, the journalist Daniel A. Gross reports, Researchers have highlighted the peculiar power of silence to calm our bodies, turn up the volume on our inner thoughts, and attune our connection to the world. The studies suggest that silence is also highly beneficial for our brain's development. Researchers discovered that spending two hours per day in silence can increase cell development in the parts of our brain responsible for our memory and our senses. And what about our other senses? How are they being affected by the noisy, overstimulating, fully loaded environments, and by the imposed isolation resulting from our current pandemic situation. Visually, our eyes are taking strain as we're spending too much time in front of screens and devices. Our eyes are dry and they tire as we tend to forget to blink and look away. We know this already, but this doesn't stop us from putting them through digital hell. Too much screen time also overstimulates the brain making it harder to calm my body down in preparation for sleep. Personally, I find that if I'm not offline by 8pm, it can take 3 or 4 hours for my central nervous system and my brain to feel relaxed enough to contemplate sleep. And this is with nighttime meditation and sleep supplements. So Zoom fatigue is real. The lack of physical presence on a video call forces our eyes and our brain to have to work much harder on understanding communication signals, using only the cues we can see or hear via our computers, which is not the same as having those people in a real room with you where you can use your other senses to also pick up on stimuli. Touch is another sense that has been impacted by our isolation. Touch is a primitive need. It starts in the womb where we are nestled securely well before we're born. Touch releases feel-good hormones and amplifies our sense of belonging and security. Studies are finding that living in isolation can have a severe impact on our mental health, in part due to a lack of hugs or even the lightweight or casual touches we might engage in with friends, family or co-workers. The good news is that while we are in enforced isolation, there are ways to emulate loving touch without the need of endangering your life by hanging out with other people. Studies have found that stroking a pet creates the same good feelings in your body as if you were being stroked. If you don't have pets and live on your own, I suspect that hugging a tree or rubbing the leaves of your pot plant while you talk to it may help too. The written word has also been found to trigger good thoughts and memories in our brains and good feelings in our bodies, whether that's reading a good fiction book or writing your granny a postcard. So our senses are either being assaulted or neglected, and that is having a really negative impact on our mental health. Now I want to flag a burning issue that's related to this. It's the issue of burnout. In her article on the burnout crises for Harvard Business Review, Jennifer Moss writes, Zoom burnout is just a new manifestation of a bad workplace practice on overdrive. So, issues related to burnout aren't just due to the pandemic. They have been brewing for a while. We've been working unsustainably day after day with unmanageable workloads for years, not just this past year. Meeting fatigue has always been a thing because the reality is that common and typical workplace practices and business goals do not always support our health and performance the way that they're meant to. With less time and less budget, the pressure to meet higher targets or unreasonable deadlines, it inevitably falls to us humans to pick up the slack. But we can end up being the weak link in the chain, because we can only stretch so far. I'm talking from experience here, having been pushed to my limit so hard a few years ago that I crashed and burned badly, and was incapable of working for more than a year. These detrimental effects of our work styles and workplaces have been ramped up during the pandemic because of the necessity for a virtual-only element, and we've fallen into the trap of staying glued to our screens. In our current circumstances, many of us are working from home whilst homeschooling, caring for family members, and trying to fit in all those other responsibilities into our workday. There is very little separation, and we are essentially living at work to borrow a phrase recently used on Instagram by the author and flexiwork campaigner Anna Whitehouse. It's not healthy or sustainable over the long term to attempt to be functioning this way, unless we can adapt our habits to support our brains and our bodies better. The burnout crisis is real, as Jennifer Moss's article for the Harvard Business Review reveals. We really cannot continue in this way. As things start to open up in the world in coming months, and digits cross that all goes to plan, there is the risk that we will take the noise and all the digital clutter and the unsupportive habits that we've developed in the past pandemic year, with us into whatever future workplace scenario waits for us. Now is the time to separate what works from what doesn't. This is the time to give some long, hard thought to how you want to work going forward. Remember, you do have a choice here. We need to do this because the way that most of us are working now is just not working. And if we go back to the theme of this episode and consider the impact that noise, both digital and otherwise, has on our psyche and our sensibilities, our performance and our productivity, let's give some thought to how we can incorporate more silent moments into our days and more quiet time into how we live and work. Because that's going to help support our overstimulated minds to perform at their best both in the present and in the future. As Daniel Gross writes in his Nautilus article, freedom from noise and goal-directed tasks unites the quiet without and within, allowing our conscious workspace to do its thing, to weave ourselves into the world, to discover where we fit in. That's the power of silence. I hope this episode inspires you to find better ways to support your inner peace and your outer pause in your busy days. I also host Q&As on this podcast, so if you have a question relating to productivity, well-being or remote work, or want to flag the challenges you're experiencing with your focus, work performance or culture, then please do write in to hello at growthsessions.co. I'd like to know what's happening in your world of work and life. Likewise, if you've found solutions to support your work better in current times, then please do share your experience too. This is a learning platform where we can all learn ways to improve on what we're doing. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care out there, be brave, think big, and keep moving forwards, one step at a time. Bye for now.